Wednesday, coming back Thursday, casting Steelers versus Cowboys. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about some other stuff as well. I have... What are we, what we got planned today? Gotta, like, refer to my journal here. Wrote down a whole bunch of different stuff. Gonna be looking at... Hold on. I have also just a disastrous amount of just freaking notes written. My journal... Pause music. My journal is that I bought last year in October is essentially filled up. I have two more pages left. Yep, two more pages left in it. Took a year. You know, it is what it is. It sucks. You know, it, it's sad. This is my fifth journal. Just for note-taking and podcast-making and notes that I got to have. Fifth journal, about to be uh, my sixth. Got it on deck. Already got it planned. And... um you know, we got, we got some stuff today. We got, you know, <coughs> excuse me. I don't really like to do this anymore, but I'm going to be taking a look at a video here. We're going to be talking about, I'm pausing my music, Jesus Christ. Going to be talking about Cam Newton and how everybody's juiced up about Cam. I'm not juiced up. I'll talk about it. We'll also kind of finish with some of the uh, the football players that are going to be playing in the, uh, the Hall of Fame game that I'm interested in seeing because there will be some. Believe it or not, that are actually kind of interesting. Good podcast coming up, ladies and gentlemen, right here. Twenty Wars Podcast. Well said. Well said by logic. Let me stand my ass up. Stand up. 24. Hey, stand up. I got to stand up. Stand my ass up. Hold on. Wait. I stand up here. Let me give a very, very heartfelt congratulations to the, I mean, to so many doggone Olympics. The reason why this podcast is actually so late and I'm, why I'm recording it at like midnight is because, A, I was, um, let me move my chair back. I was moving, not moving. I was, uh, hold on. I was watching um, the Olympics, as I always do that night, and I was watching the United States track and field team do their thing, watching it, watching uh, Sydney McLaughlin win gold, beating, uh, beating uh, I think her name is Dula, I, I forgot her first name, It's but her last name is Muhammad, she's also from the States, States taken, I, I can't say her first name, I think it's Dulala or Duala, that's how you say her last name, or first name, excuse me, but Duala. And Sydney McLaughlin took first and second, gold and silver, respectively. And oh my goodness, was it an awesome little stretch there. Also, I got to see Simone Biles. Big, big, big shout out to Simone Biles when bronze. Uh, the uh, the Chinese they had like two girls, one 16 year old girl. I mean, like she got she got halfway through her uh, her balance beam set, and I was just like, yep. 
She sticks the she she essentially doesn't screw up. She's won. She did so much crazy stuff. I was just like, I don't know anything about gymnastics, but essentially, uh, China. Oh my God, they uh, and they didn't even medal, and they took forever to medal, and they medaled at the end. But oh my gosh, you know, Suni Lee, Simone Biles. You know, they they had so many alternatives that medaled. Um, I think her name was uh, Jade. I forgot. I, I always get the players, the uh, not the players, the athletes, because they're not players, they're athletes. Uh, the I always get the athletes' names incorrect. I think her name is Jade Skinner. She just won gold last night. Big shout out as well. Um, there was another girl who came back as an alternative for Simone Biles. She won gold. Big shout, not gold. She won silver. Big shout out to her as well. It was just an absolutely fantastic couple of days for the for the uh, United States gymnastics team. Obviously headlined by Suni Lee, winning gold. And individuals and she was spectacular i i am so excited about the women's gymnastic team i am i mean i'm i'm so juiced up because there's so many great awesome athletes coming in behind simone biles and then you got probably the best gymnast ever still in her freaking prime coming back i can't wait to see her compete again and then also on top of that top of the women's gymnast team the men's i talked about it last night i think you got the men's olympic swimming team as well freaking swimming and swimming and swimming then you got the women's team swimming and swimming and swimming swimming like sharks in the water oh baby i love our gym i love our gymnastics and swimming teams oh my goodness got the swimming team gymnastics team absolutely dominating track and field ledecky not ledecky mclaughlin and muhammad Freaking absolutely freaking and, and all of these other freaking athletes coming in and absolutely destroying the freaking game. Oh my goodness. It has been an absolute treat to watch. If you haven't watched the Olympics in the last couple of days, oh sweet baby Jesus, have you have missed out on some of the best competition I have seen in a very, very long time. Shout out to the shout out to all of the Olympics teams, uh, for especially the United States. Shout out to, to the Olympic teams. That have represented the United States. Because oh my goodness. Has it been absolutely fantastic to watch. Anyways. Uh, any more big shout outs. Olympic wise. Olympic. Hold on. What's going on? Is that my thing? For like two seconds. Because like, I'm, I'm lighting the candle. And there's like some orange on my ceiling. And I was just like wait. Is that like an ambulance outside? Or is that like my uh, my candle flame in it? It's my candle flame. It's so red as it hits my ceiling. I'm like, wait, like, is that, is that an ambulance outside? No, it's my candle flame. Anyways, shout out to all those athletes. Katie Ledecky as well. Keep on mentioning her. She's awesome. McLaughlin, Muhammad, all those fine uh, gals that have absolutely dominated in the last couple of uh, days. <clears throat> Anyone else? Oh, yeah. Um, shout out to the uh, women's Olympic team giving it their all. Hopefully they can take home bronze. I think this is going to be the first time ever that they uh, that they're going to take home bronze. Also, I think I mentioned it. The men's the men's uh, the men's team the uh, the men's national basketball team. I think they're going to take home gold. But yikes! Saw Slovenia play Luka Doncic, freak athlete. They may kept the they may they may freaking catch the United States slipping. And I'm just like I am very worried about Slovenia and the United States because Luka Doncic has been absolutely fantastic and i am very 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 worried about uh the united states against slovenia because they struggled mightily against the uh the spaniards so 
We'll see what happens with the United States and Slovenia. We'll see what happens with the United States as they pursue uh, gold. Is there any other teams? Oh, yeah. By the way, the men's national soccer team, they didn't go to the Olympics this year. They went to some other tournament that's not the Olympics. I was super excited because I was like, I got to see the men play. Men don't play in the, the freaking Olympics. I was like, finally, the men qualified. They didn't qualify. Or they just didn't go. Regardless, they're... they're I freaking, I, I am so sorry for buying into something that I thought actually happened. Don't worry, um, that'll never happen ever again. I'll never believe in them ever again. Unless they get their act together and freaking, is Messi even playing? Like, like a couple of years ago, I could get it, right? Because Messi was playing, and this was in Rio. Messi was playing, the Brazilians had a freaking absolutely star-studded team with Neymar leading and like some other guys as well. I, I, I don't know my soccer. Yes, I say soccer, not football. I don't know my soccer. But I mean, oh my gosh. It was ridiculous for the uh, for the Brazilian team. And then on top of that, this is before, you know, everything was locked down and stuff like that. Obviously, this is five years ago. So Brazil had like absolutely come out and showcased in force. They'd taken over their stadiums, their respective stadiums. It was ridiculous. Oh, by the way, hey, uh, Olympic Committee, uh, can we get an Olympics in the United States? Can we get an Olympics in the United States? I'm just... I'm just asking for a friend. I really appreciate it if we got an Olympics in the United States, uh, you know, just just to see what would happen, you know, in LA. I would love it if they, if they had an in dog on LA. Can we get an Olympics in the in in the United States? I mean, it's it, it's overdue. It, it really is, right? They've hit every other freaking. They haven't even had. I mean, Canada can't have a freaking Olympics, but they've hit like every other freaking freaking country. You know, besides the United States, and I'm just like, can we get the United States in the Olympics? Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Sick of it. Anyways. Shout out to all of the Olympics and stuff like that. I always got to shout out the Olympics, bro, when it's going. I always got to shout it out. <clears> hmm. <throat> so. Moving past the Olympics, let's talk football, right? So, what should we talk about first here? I got I got a video with ESPN and some some people talking about the Cowboys and the severity of it, and we'll get into all that in a second. I kind of want to start off the show with Cam. So, a lot of people, they're supporting Cam Newton. They're like, go, Cam, go. Go, Cam, go. Cam Newton. He's, he's, he's a, the new Cam Newton. He's the new old Cam Newton that goes back to how he was six years ago when he was an MVP. Cam Newton's going to be awesome again. Cam Newton's going to be great again. I don't know what to tell you, dude. If you're buying that that pile of crap, then uh, I got some, uh, some nice property, some nice beachfront property down in Norman, Oklahoma to sell you. Just an absolute, just ridiculous notion to say that cam newton is is going to be this is going to have this bounce back year for the new england patriots let me turn on the ac because it's kind of the devil's ass back here swampy hot don't like it but it's just like for some weird reason people are like cam's gonna come back he's gonna be great he's gonna do this he's gonna do that he's gonna do x he's gonna do y he's gonna do all this stuff and it's just like hey uh here's the thing can we like actually see if any of this is true let me pull up his statistics for you let me pull something up because i'm sick of it let me pull something up for you let's pull up his statistics and i didn't even look at his statistics i know his statistics are going to be very bad ladies and gentlemen just because 
of how familiar I am with the player. But I don't know his exact statistics. Don't know his exact statistics. But let's check him out. Let's get exact with his statistics. So, perfect, perfect example, right? How do you want it, ladies and gentlemen? How do you want it? You want last year's statistics? You want the year before that? You want the year before that? I can give you nine different ways to Sunday. You want his 2017 season? What do you want? What is it do you want or need for me to tell you that this guy is not as good as people think he is? Let's go to New England. 65% completion percentage, 2,600 yards, eight touchdowns, 10 interceptions. People are going to tell me, what about the rushing touchdowns? Fine. Let's add on the rushing touchdowns. Boom, he's at 20. Two to one touchdown interception ratio. Oh, but let's also add in the fumbles. Let's not forget about the fumbles. He's had a couple. So that bumps up his touchdown interception ratio for like two to one, which is good. It's not great. It's good. If you add in the rushing touchdowns. But if you don't add in the rushing touchdowns, he has eight touchdowns to 10 interceptions. That's not good enough. His passer rating was 82.9. Some people are going to tell me, well, 24, he didn't have any weapons in New England. It's like, okay, I see that BS. I'll race you some horse shit. Let's go back to 2018 because 2019, he was hurt. And he didn't play for the entirety of the season. His completion percentage was better. People said this is essentially his best season, right? This is his best season. 67% completion percentage. 3,300 yards. 3,400 yards because it's 3,395. 24 touchdowns. 13 interceptions. Doggone it. That seems like a pretty good season. But let's also, let's let's take a look at the 2018 season. Let's take a look. Let's just take a look. Let's just take a look. I, I just want to dabble. I just want to dabble. What was their record? What do you think their record was? What do you think it was? What do you think it was? Ladies and gentlemen, somehow, some way, it's six and eight. Six and eight. It's probably six and nine. Six and ten. How does it? How do they go? To, oh no 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 no. That's his record. Oh, because he was out during that season, right? I'm guessing he was out for like a couple of games. Let me let me look up his game logs because he was hurt in 2018. It looks like, right? Yeah, in the final two games where they won against New Orleans and they lost against Atlanta. They were what? Six and seven and nine. That was one of his better seasons, seven and nine. For him personally, six and eight. This is the guy. This is the guy that you want, right? He had four. He had a four interception game against Cleveland. That's the guy that's supposed to have a bounce back year. By the way, I think that's the year that they got McCaffrey, as well. For everybody that wants to tell me, uh, or no, the year before was the the year that they got McCaffrey, one of the best running backs in the NFL. Because everybody, I love it whenever people are like, you know, Dak or ex quarterback is only good, and I specifically use Dak because everybody talks about how awesome Zeke is, right? Dak is only good because of Zeke. Zeke is is the bread and butter of the Cowboys, and he was this, and he was that, and then it's just like Cam Newton essentially gets his own version of Ezekiel Elliott. Six and eight. Six and eight. Oh, but you're going to tell me, well, he didn't have any. He had DJ Moore. Try again. And I think Greg Olson was still on the team. Try again. What's the excuse? What's the excuse? Right? What is it? Why did he play... 
poorly in 2018. But then we can even take it, ladies and gentlemen, we can take it. I can do this all day. We can take it back to win. Not even to win. We can take it back 2017. Two years after they went to the Super Bowl, 59% completion percentage below average, 3,300 yards, 22 touchdowns, 16 interceptions, dreadful. 2016, the year after the Super Bowl, 52% completion percentage, terrible. 3,500 yards, not very good. 19 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, 75.8 completion percentage. Not completion percentage, excuse me, passer rating. Remind me again, what, what type of year is he supposed to have? Is he supposed to have, you know, a year like 2018 where... You know, where they, where he has a semi-average season statistically, but at the same token, his team success is dreadful. Is he supposed to have a 2017 season where he just plays like hot garbage or 2016 season? Or is he supposed to go back to essentially the statistical anomaly of his career in 2015, which was the MVP year? Is that the year that people are referring to? Right, okay, okay. He's supposed to beat out Mac Jones. Listen, Bill Belichick said Cam Newton is, 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 the, um, is the starting quarterback. Now, for how long is a good question to ask, and more importantly, will he be the starting quarterback for season one? Uh, not season one, excuse me, for the start of the season. And the reality is I don't know. Because I keep hearing mentions and chirps and conversations that Mac Jones is really impressing in the Patriots camp. He impressed in rookie minicamp, OTAs, and in the very, very limited training camp that they have had, Mac Jones is impressing significantly more than people thought he was. He is coming along way better and way more significantly than people thought originally. So if people are going to tell me, well, Mac Jones is not going to be out Cam Newton. I'm like, that is a bunch of BS. Check his statistics. Check his tape. I don't give a flying fuck how tall, how big, how strong Cam Newton is. I don't care. His None of that has, has, has translated and transferred to the football field in five years. I don't care. Really? Six years since 2015. Count on your fingers. 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, oh no, five years, my bad. Really, almost six years, almost 22. My bad. Apparently, I can't count today. But I don't know, I don't, I don't know what people are, are doing. I don't know, I don't know why people keep on saying, well, well, Cam Newton, he's gonna, he's gonna have a, bun- a bounce back career. He's gonna have a bounce back, awesome, awesome freaking year this year. Because they got Jonu Smith and Hunter Hen- and Hunter, uh, excuse me, Henry, and they got Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar and um, a- another wideout. I think I forgot who the- who else they got. Because they got all these guys. Because he didn't have those guys to begin with. But I'm just like, dude, like, look at what happened in 2020. He was not a bad quarterback because of his weapons. He was a bad quarterback because he didn't play very well. And he's going to have, and listen, those same weapons under Mac Jones are probably going to be better. I'm not going to predict right now because it seems like they like Cam Newton right now. 
and I don't necessarily know what Bill Belichick is going to do. I'm not going to say right now that Mac Jones is going to beat out Cam Newton, but every but 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 I would not be surprised if he did. And to be honest with you, I'm kind of close to picking Mac Jones over Cam. Like I'm stupidly close. I got to see. Like Mac is probably going to play in one of the preseason games, maybe early, maybe the second game or whatever. Mac is going to play, he's going to start, and he's going to be significantly better than people expect him to be. That's just the reality of the situation. And Cam's going to play for like one series or whatever. Mac Jones may play for a half. We'll see. Don't be surprised. Do not be surprised if Cam Newton is on the bench by week two, week three. Do not be surprised. Telling you. I don't know. Like, I don't know what to say, man. His statistics show it. His play shows it. I don't care how big, how strong he is. Can you show me that this guy is going to be better than Mac Jones? Because I don't think he can. Not on tape. Not on, not statistically wise either. Don't care. Eight touchdowns, ten interceptions. You got to be shitting me, bro. You've got to be shitting me. Speaking of people that have got to be shitting me, let's talk about ESPN. I have not done this in years. Nope, that is not true. I have not done this in months. <laughs> I haven't done this in months. I haven't, lo- I haven't looked at a video, broke it down, analyzed it, commentated over it in months just because I really don't like doing it that much. I don't really like, you know, like, like looking, I, I mean, I like I, I like the the discourse. I like the te- I, I like the reaction part, but I don't like to necessarily react to the same people or whatever, or the same you know the same personalities. Just because I feel like I'm attacking them, I like to kind of give a breath of fresh air, give them a little bit of space, and then dive right back in and destroy them. That's what we're gonna do today. As a matter of fact, I have not destroyed these people really at all, so they are in for a nice. Little ass whooping that I'm going to bring up today. As I turn pages, back to my original page. So, the video that we got today is a very, very weird video. It's it's of a morning radio show where, I guess, the original hosts are out or whatever, and they got in uh, other hosts. So, essentially, the video is all about these, uh, these people talking about preseason and Dak Prescott's injury, and is it significant, is it not significant, it is one of the weirdest conversations I have ever seen in my entire life because literally you can Google the majority of the in, the information that they don't necessarily know. They're, they're like, I would assume this. It's just like, well, don't assume. Google it. Literally, it's like the world's best search engine ever. Like, you should be able to, like, literally this takes five minutes. I read hundreds of articles a month. Hundreds of articles a month. And it's just like, sometimes I probably, I mean, really I'm being conservative. I will probably read hundreds of articles or somewhere close to that in a week. Like I probably read 10 articles a day. It's ridiculous how many articles I read. Now, with this, I get a lot of information. And it's just like, dude, just freaking Google this. Look it up. Know, Know your facts. You know, do some homework. You have prep, right? I know that they have to work up, wake up early in the morning because it's East Coast time. And they, and they film the show at, like, I think 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. So they probably have to be up at, like, midnight to get ready to go to the show, right? 
But it's like at the same token, like freaking do your work. Do your homework. I don't understand it. It's not this difficult. It is not that difficult to do very, very basic research. As we will come to find out because a lot of the information that they get wrong or just don't know, we have actually covered on the show. So we're going to cover it. First quote I got for you. Let me go to my page because I threw my doggone journal down and I got to pick it up again and I got to read you what, what essentially the, uh, the tagline of the, of the, uh, of the timestamp is. Essentially, this girl is going to make a bunch, of, uh, a bunch of noise about Dak Prescott's throwing shoulder without actually knowing the extent of it. And she gives the very, very specific... I love how she, like, gives the actual specific, like, term for what Dak Prescott has, and then she simplifies it and just says a shoulder strain. She knows that, but she doesn't know, like, anything else surrounding the injury and the recovery period that he had with his ankle injury as well. And she just assumes a whole bunch of stuff instead of literally Googling and researching any of this stuff with the dozens, if not hundreds, of media sources that have reported on this injury for the last seven eight months to really almost a year it's surprising that she didn't do any research on this injury before she talked about it for almost 10 minutes here's somebody from espn talking about dak prescott nonetheless when there is something like perhaps the quarterback not throwing the football at training camp because yeah. he's got some soreness in that muscle we have to make a big deal Sorry, let me rewind it a little bit just so you have the full context of it. Assume that the Dallas Cowboys quarterback is going to say. But nonetheless, when there is something like perhaps the quarterback not throwing the football at training camp because yeah. he's got some soreness in that muscle, we have to make a big deal out of it. Why? Why? Because you're bored and you're the media? Like, listen, I don't make a big deal out of things that don't need to be made a big deal out of. I just report on the things that I report on. I react and that's it. I go to sleep. I'm like, I'm chilling. I don't like as somebody who is in the media, I don't need to make a big deal and make a big story out of literally nothing. The majority of the time, because literally the story is the sport. Like this is media member member arrogance at their finest where they're just like, well, we have to come up with the stories because uh, because we have to because we're the media. It's just like, no, it's not just report on the stories. Do your damn job. Literally, there's. I cannot, I cannot express to you. He literally, there is interviews of Dak Prescott talking about his injury, both injuries, the ankle and the muscle strain. There's literal conversations. And they're just like, eh, we'll forego that and just assume. Let's continue. I do want to point this out, though, Bart, because I've seen a lot of people on social media starting to freak out about this, and I understand. Yeah. But the Cowboys have been in training camp because of the Hall of Fame game, longer than everyone else. Mm -hmm. And you would assume that Dak has been working mo – assume. This is what I'm assuming. Please, please, for the love of – oh, my God, I hate that word. I hate that word for somebody who works in the media. You should not be assuming the majority of this that you are – the majority of the conversation that you're talking about. You should not be assuming any of this because literally all of this, you can Google. You can Google all of this. You can go – on your phone, you can go, if you have the Google app, you can Google it. You don't have to assume anything. You can ask it a question, and it will give you an answer. Why are you assuming any of this? Why are you assuming any of this? Did you not do any basic homework 
on the Dallas Cowboys? Do you not have any insight on the Cowboys? Did you not follow the Cowboys at all? You shouldn't be following the Cowboys because they're talking about the Cowboys every single year more than any other football team in the NFL. You should know this because there is so much reporting that has been done on this for the last, again, almost year to realistically speaking, eight months. You should know all of this. Everybody knows this. I have no idea why like, she literally says, I'm assuming this. Why are you assuming? It literally makes my brain melt that she literally just said, I'm assuming twice. You shouldn't be assuming. You should be, you should know yes or no. Or you should say, I don't know. It's that simple. Not, don't assume you know or you don't. And you don't. Just say, I don't know. Let's continue. Never She's literally giving my brain an aneurysm right now. Else. Mm -hmm. And you would assume that Dak has been working mo assume. This is assume, 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 assume! He has been working mostly on his feet work and his ankle and his okay, legs. Okay, 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 okay. So this is the problem. Let me let me rewind and let me because I freaked out. Let me let me regain my composure here. So she says assume twice without having any information. Let me slow down. Get my composure back. She says assume twice. And I kind of talked over her when she said the most important part. Let's let's continue with let's rewind let's go back let's calm down let's let's listen strongly intelligently to what she just said about Dak Prescott and what he's been working on in the offseason Hall of Fame game longer than everyone else mm -hmm. and you would assume that Dak has been working mo assume this is what I'm assuming he has been working mostly on his feet work and his ankle and his legs to be sure those are up to speed and not throwing as much and so throwing the football a lot would you know maybe cause a little bit of shoulder straining or, or ten okay so first and foremost again I'm not I'm not gonna explode but I'm <laughs> I am very 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 close this is why you Google, if you could see my face, I'm like, I'm literally like just freaking trying to hold back. Just literally, it's just exploding right now because it's like, if you literally, I'm like my, like I'm literally just about to freaking like just absolutely explode on this woman. She talks about how Dak Prescott for the majority of the offseason has been working on his footwork because that is the entry. It's false. It is so false. That is false. If you did any research on Dak Prescott and his injury, if you have literally talked to him, if you know him, if you listen to anything that he has freaking said in the last seven, eight, nine months, I, I, I swear to God, I'm so angry right now. Like, oh my God, I'm so, I'm so fucking angry right now. I'm like, literally, my heart is like beating out of my chest. Like, my mind is starting to go dizzy. This lady is freaking making me so goddamn pissed off because some of this shit is so, so easy to look up. Okay. Dak Prescott, for the last, like, seven months, has essentially been throwing the football and getting ready to go, but he has not been working on his ankle, right? In the sense of, he hasn't he hasn't gone out on the football field and like you know done all of these ankle ankle things and and it, like he's thrown the football a lot right he's thrown the football a lot more than he probably should have the whole thing with the muscle strain and this is again because Mike McCarthy oh my God Mike McCarthy literally talked about this in an interview and Dak said this as well 
They both said essentially Dak Prescott has been throwing in the offseason. And because he has been throwing with the offseason and in the offseason, and he hasn't, and you and if you don't know how Dak Prescott throws, he uses a lot of his lower body to generate torque and power, right? So a lot of that torque and power that he generates from his throws, he kind of loses when he throws from all of it from his upper body, right? Which is why he had that shoulder, which is why like his his shoulder is way more worn than it usually is because all of and I talk and I talk. back okay sorry about that sorry um i talk about this all the time with dak he throws from the waist down so he generates all that all that torque all that power by doing the dak dance that's a workout that's an exercise that he uses to open up his hips to generate essentially part of his throwing motion right and these two bozos know nothing about throwing motions and quarterback play and all that other good stuff that is right because he's using them Sorry about that. I, I'm literally just a mess right now. But Dak uses his lower body to generate torque and power, so that way it takes strain and pressure off of his shoulder, off of his arm, so that way he doesn't have to muscle all of his throws with his right arm. It's the exact opposite for Cam, where he is all arm, and that's why he has had a lot of arm and shoulder energy. Not injury. Not injury. Not, oh, my God. I said energy. I meant to say energy injury excuse me the first time that's why cam has had a lot of shoulder injuries in the past because he's muscled his arm he's thrown he, he hasn't really used his his lower body which is ridiculous when you like look at the specimen of an athlete that he is he's essentially derrick henry playing quarterback but cam all arm no lower body dak all lower body with some arm as well essentially he uses his right arm to aim the football not to to muscle it you know he can use it to also help drive it but again like that, that's another conversation for another time point is all of what i just said you can literally find out on google you can literally go on the cowboys website go on the athletic go on uh, uh dallas fort worth you can go on you know blogging the boys there are so many different usa today you know, so many different resources that they could have used to uh, or for this segment, and they essentially chose not to uh, to use them, and they essentially just assumed everything instead of doing any basic research, which is why, like, which is why my brain for like a, a couple of minutes, not even my brain, what why I was just so freaking pissed off, because I'm like, dude. You can figure this out in minutes. In minutes. Let me let me just Google. Let me let me you know what? Let me see how easy it is, right? So if I just go on the Twitter account of the Dallas Cowboys, like it'll essentially take me to where I want to go. Let's just say Dak. Let's just type in Dak Prescott injury. Right? So, Dak's injury on a more conservative timeline. Cowboys news, Dallas. Okay, so this is all stuff today. But, 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 but let's go on USA Today. So, let's look at a quote. Ba, 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 ba. 
Uh, so essentially, this is the announcement that Dak won't compete in the Hall of Fame game. We still feel the same. We still feel the same about the type of injury, but we're being more conservative with the timetable. After research and looking at it, we just don't want this to turn into something big. He's doing everything he possibly can, but we're being more conservative with the rehab. Prescott said Friday that that before throwing, he feel he wants to feel a little less tightness. In his shoulder, he speculates that the strain resulted from a throw he attempted without warming up sufficiently and insists he doesn't worry about lingering or causing problems. It's making a deep throw or an aggressive throw right now that I don't want to risk. The Cowboys project Prescott would be available with an injury of this severity if the season were in session. So there you go. That literally took like five seconds to like learn the severity of the injury while also learning the timetable as well essentially the timetable that he's he's essentially coming back in the next couple of days to a week it's, it's not very difficult that literally took like 30 seconds literally 30 seconds like i'm being facetious by saying it took five seconds but like literally it took like 30 seconds or less it's kind of ridiculous at how lazy people are <sighs> anyways um dallas yeah, Dallas, uh, we, we got to continue forward with this. Hold on. Give me like two seconds. All right, let me pick up my journal here. Uh, ba -ba -ba -ba. So this next quote I got is essentially them detailing how important it is that um, that Dak gets the snap, the snaps in the preseason or whatever instead of sitting on the bench or whatever, but Let's just, let's just go forward from here. Oops, my bad. There we go. Nonetheless, Dak Prescott is coming off an injury. This yeah. is a, a make-or-break-it season for the Dallas Cowboys. Mm -hmm. How important is it for him to get these snaps in training camp that he's not getting because of this strain on his shoulder, that he's not putting together chemistry with those receivers that we, we know that he needs to do? I know that yeah. he knows these guys, right. but he hasn't, you know. So how important is that that he's not getting that? It's important, but it's not as important as she thinks it is. And again, this is making a big deal out of nothing. So we have talked extensively for about a year. And I'm just exhausted. I'm not even angry anymore. It's like, it's funny how exhausted I get whenever it comes to this stuff. We've been talking about this for a year. Dak has a, and I, and I said this before, I'll say this again. Dak has a football field at his home. I know they are not in Dallas. I know they are in Oxnard, but I said this in the best way possible. I'm like, we will never know truly how much Dak Prescott is working because obviously it's on his house. It's on his property. His property is fenced in. We'll never know when he's practicing and when we won't. But Dak is a very hard worker. He shows up. There's been clips already of like people being on that field already before he even apparently threw his first snap. But we know for a fact that Dak Prescott works. We know for a fact that the first time that Dak threw a pass to CeeDee Lamb, you know, um, uh, for the Cowboys at OTAs or minicamp or whatever, was not the first time that they had gone out and caught passes this year. Ran routes and caught passes and threw passes. Same thing goes with Amari. I think he's been hurt. Same thing goes with Gallup and all these other football players. Like, we know this for a simple fact that players have talked about going over to Dak Prescott's house this offseason and catching passes on Dak Prescott's backyard football field this season. We know this. Again, Google it. 
We know this. So it is important for him to build rapport with his receivers, but like that's nothing that worries me about Dak, especially when how often like Darren Woodson when he was at ESPN would talk about like how constant and consistent Dak Prescott was with being on the football field with special teamers, not his starting wideouts, but with special teamers and them going out and catching passes. Like we know this, we know this on pause. That, that, that's the, that's you, I mean, you hit the nail on the head right there when you said that this isn't a new offense anymore, right? He knows his offense. And now it's about finding the nuance within it, right? So, I mean, you're missing some time with your guys, but he did play with these guys all the last training camp. And through the season, he had very you know, a lot of success. You know, really the second year of the season is growing packages, right? It's, it's, it's knowing how defenses are going to play you in certain situations and being able to learn like the nun. By the way, I just got to say this as I was – listening to Bart Scott, they have ESPN has Dak Prescott. How does the Cowboys website not have this? They have Dak Prescott full on sprinting at ESPN on ESPN site. Like just like scrambling and sprinting and doing sprinting drills. Like he turns on the gas. I'm like, that kind of looks a little bit faster than I thought he was. Cause all right. Shout out to ESPN for having better uh, footage than the official Dallas Cowboys website and, you know, and all this other stuff. I'm going to fast forward a couple more minutes. This is essentially um, where just the just ridiculousness of this video hits an apex where essentially they talk about how unprepared the Cowboys will become and be during um, the Thursday preseason game. Keep in mind, they give absolutely no evidence to support this claim. They give absolutely no credence. They give nothing, but I mean, hey, considering that they can't Google some of this stuff in like 30 seconds, um, I mean, is it really that big of a shock or a surprise that they can't, that they, that they're just like, yeah, like we have no information that the Cowboys won't be prepared whatsoever for a preseason game, which by the way, who cares if they are and aren't prepared? It's a fucking preseason game. Um, but, you know, they're just going to say, well, you know, they're just not going to be prepared. And, like, like I'm going to get in my nerdy verse. They're just not going to be prepared, and the Steelers are going to be prepared, and the Steelers are going to win, and they're going to embarrass the Cowboys, and the Cowboys are going to suck, and then everybody's going to talk about the Cowboys on Friday because the Cowboys were unprepared. It's just like, oh, my God. You know nothing about the sport of football, especially professionally. Pause my music. Well, not even my music, my, uh, my freaking sound bite here. I just assumed it. Like, I, you and I haven't talked about this until... Yeah. Oh, by the way. Fan, like, <laughs> just, like, another fantastic just... I just assume everything. I don't look up anything. I don't watch any games. I don't look at any past preseason games or any past play from any ex-football team. I just assume everything. And because I assume everything and because I just say I assume... Just say you don't know. It's all right to say you don't know. But when you assume everything, it makes you look lazy and like you don't do any homework at all. Just say you don't know. Just say that. Just say you don't know. Just say it. Like there's times where I'm just like, oh, I, I don't know. Let me Google it. Like, like, like I don't understand it. Just say, oh, I didn't know that. That sounds interesting. She's like, I, I assumed, but I didn't know. What? I got to play that again. Did she just say I assumed, but I didn't know? I didn't even know that about the Pittsburgh Steelers. I just assumed it. Like I, you, you and I haven't know. talked about this until yeah. legitimately. Pa right. Pa pa I'm about to. Uh, oh. 
Like, it comes and goes in waves. I, I, like, hit my apex. And then I just get in a valley. And then I calm down. And then it's like, I'm, I'm like that freaking little engine that could. I'm just slowly chugging away back up the mountain to, like, the apex of pissed offness. You assumed, but you didn't know. Okay, okay, okay. You you assume I got. I, we'll we'll replay it again. Let's let's just listen. Let's just. Oh my god, I'm I'm about to lose my freaking mind even know that about the Pittsburgh Steelers I just assumed it like I you and I haven't talked about this until yeah. legitimately right now so I just assumed it and so this just furthers my belief yeah. because come Friday that's what I thought we'd be talking about yeah. how prepared the Steelers are with their twos and threes and yeah. how unprepared the Dallas Cowboys are with their twos and threes and they got a Steeler going into the Hall of Fame oh they gonna put on a show for Alan Fanica <laughs> I mean they gonna be blitzing everybody okay so first and foremost nobody gives a fuck about the Hall of Fame game no team gives a fuck. It's a great honor to represent the uh, the uh, the guys that are going in, but there's a reason why no fucking starters play. So essentially, the argument is the twos and threes. First and foremost, this is this is why. God, this is why. Like assuming everything and saying that, like, doesn't make you as smart and as informed and as like. And just as like, it just makes you look ridiculous. First and foremost, if you have ever seen a fucking preseason game, it is the worst thing on the planet. It is borderline unwatchable. It is bad, bad, bad football. They're, they may, it like first and foremost, unpreparedness doesn't matter. The play of the football players is garbage, right? And they're talking and Bart Scott is like, oh, Pittsburgh is going to blitz. Pittsburgh is going to do this. Pittsburgh's going to do... I don't give a flying fuck what Pittsburgh is going to do. I don't care. I don't care what the Cowboys are going to do. Do you want to know why I don't care what either team is going to do? Because this is a fucking preseason game. All right? This game matters... Not not even a little. It matters... It, it is irrelevant. I should have just said irrelevant. It's an exhibition game. Dingus, it doesn't matter. Oh, it do, oh, oh, man, Pittsburgh is going to show out for X Hall of Famer that's coming out, and they're going to be blitzing all over the place because they want to win and blah, blah, blah. I don't give a fuck. It's an exhibition game. It doesn't matter. Literally in a month, it won't, not even in a month, the minute the game is over, it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't. Everybody wants to make preseason out to be a, a big thing. There's a reason why the NFL went on the same way that it has for the last, like, Hundred years without preseason games. There's a reason for that, dingus. And what's the assumption that Dallas is just lazy and they never come prepared? Why did she say, oh, I just assumed that Pittsburgh was going to be prepared and that Dallas is going to be unprepared? That's a terrible assumption, especially for somebody that assumes everything and you don't have have have. Sorry about that. I just unplugged it again. I apologize. That's like a terrible... Let me... Like, I have my headphones in and I keep, like, slamming them and they keep on freaking, like, unplugging my microphone. I apologize. But it's just like, that's a terrible and stupid thing to do to assume everything when you're, like, 
when, when not even to assume everything, but, but to assume that a result will happen when you assume like something else, right? It's like you have no concrete information to go off of and you like literally base facts and opinions based upon no information that you have whatsoever. So you go on these radio shows and you say, well, we have to talk about X thing that I want to talk about because I assume everything and I look like an absolute moron on national television and on national, not television, national radio and television because I just assume everything instead of literally looking up something on Google in like 30 seconds and doing like the bare minimum of research. Oh, I just assumed Dallas was going to play bad. Why? Because they were a bad football team last year? Bad football teams every single year beat up on good football teams in the regular season. What do you think is going to happen in the freaking preseason? And again, back to my original point, who the fuck cares it is a preseason game? Jesus Christ. Unpause my unpause it. We'll, we'll continue. Corners safe. Oh wait, hold on. I actually unplugged my 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 headphones. All right, I apologize for that. Ease. I mean, they don't care. The bear fires on. They're gonna cross both of them linebackers. That is a Steelers staple. And if you don't know, young fella, and you the running back, you better understand. Well, see, so my thought process also was, and you might tell me I'm overreacting here, but the Dallas Cowboys week one have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, okay? Okay, so watch what she does. Okay, literally in the span of 30 seconds, she changes her opinion. And I'm getting a little bit of ahead myself. I'll, I'll spoil it a little bit. So... In the last 30 seconds, she said how she essentially insinuated that the Cowboys are lazy and they're unprepared because I guess that's just the Cowboys' way. But just listen to how she changes her opinion, right, or her perspective. She essentially is like, well, the Cowboys, I just assumed that they would come in and their twos and threes would essentially suck for no apparent reason, right, Uh, besides probably that the Cowboys suck, even though she probably will never admit it, according to her, because she just assumes everything. Watch what she does now, right? So, again, she thinks that the Cowboys suck. Regardless, um, she's going to essentially semi-change her opinion to, oh, wow, the Cowboys, they're essentially scheming, or not scheming, but they'll purposely suck to, uh, to trick the Tampa Bay Buccaneers into, um, into lulling them into silence or whatever. Let's, let's listen into how this interaction works. The Thursday primetime game. I mean, we're all have it circled on our calendar. Obviously, yeah. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers being the reigning Super Bowl champs and the Cowboys coming off a very disappointing season with yeah. only six wins. So if I'm Mike McCarthy, why would I show my cards oh. at all no. in this game? Like, let them go out there and look sloppy. Let everyone talk about how terrible our offense and defense is and how nobody's prepared twos, threes, and beyond. Let them. Because then come week one against the Buccaneers, we better show up in a big way. And so that was going to yeah. be my angle. And not even knowing that you saying this about it's a well-known thing that the Steelers are the worst team to play in the preseason. Yeah. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. She's been in, she's been in this business for like 10 years. I've been in this business for three. I know by year three that no NFL team does this. No NFL team purposely plays like shit in a preseason game, even though it doesn't matter. They try to play because they have to evaluate talent, which is why the end result doesn't matter. The play on the field does. 
to some extent, but even then the play is shitty because, again, preseason game, twos and threes, they suck. But, like, these, like, they're not going to be like, oh, yeah, we're just going to put out shitty film with our twos and threes. Like, Jesus, that literally makes no sense. Like, why would they put out shitty film with their twos and threes when it's the ones that play up against the fucking ones? Does that make any sense? Oh, yeah, our twos and threes are going to play like hot shit. But it's the ones that are going to be playing up against Tampa Bay. So our twos and threes are going to play like shit. And they're going to trick the Tampa Bay Buccaneers into being like, oh, look how unprepared we are. Ooh, we're unprepared. We're the Dallas Cowboys. We'll lull them to sleep. We don't know what we're doing. Come on, grow up. Grow up. Jesus Christ, dude. This this is the morning show on ESPN. This is this is what I get if I turn in to ESPN at four o'clock in the morning on you know Eastern Standard Time. This is what I get. Oh, they're gonna they're going to play like shit because they want to make sure that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers know that they'll play like shit and then they'll come out and then they'll do something. Maybe, I assume, against Tampa Bay? <laughs> Give me a fucking break. Oh, my God. Get this shit off my... Get this shit off my... Te- get this audio off my audio. Jesus Christ. It's a play on words. Get this audio off my audio. Out my audio. You know, audio as in sound and then Audi as in the car and then yo as in yo, what's up? Get this audio out, my audio. It's a play on words, Eminem. The ringer. Not even dissing it, just ain't from me. Maybe your cup's full of syrup and lean. Maybe I need to stir up shit, preferably. Y'all want me to chill. I won't be no bill. I don't know stuff, yo. Pretty good song, ringer. Anyways, pretty, you know, as, as, Terrible as that conversation was, a pretty good one to have, and I am shocked and surprised that nobody is having this conversation. Who are going to be some of the players to look out for? Because I want you, if you're not gonna, because we're, we're gonna release the podcast, we're gonna, I'm gonna cast, I'm gonna do play by play, I'm gonna talk about it, but like it'll be released maybe an hour after the game is over, maybe 30 minutes, depending on how fast I get through it, but. Like, what's going on? Like, hold on, wait. Are the women playing right now? Yes, they are. Women, The women basketball team, uh, United States versus Australia. I haven't been watching it. My bad, my bad, my bad. Anyways, um, sorry, as I was saying, right? Which, which football players should we be watching? And I looked, I looked specifically, not at UDFAs, not at free agents. I just looked at draft picks, right? Last couple of years, for both football teams, and for every dingus that wants to say, "Oh, Dallas Cowboys, they're prepared, they're prepared," I got, I got to fucking pull that up. I gotta have that. I gotta have it. I gotta have it. I gotta have it. I gotta have it. So that way, on Thursday or Friday, when I get to freaking come back, and if Dallas freaking plays well, and if they win, and uh, you know, arbitrarily, I'll just freaking say, I don't care about them winning, but I just get to rub it in people's faces. I cannot wait 
if they freaking come out with the lineup that I think they're going to come out with. So, Dallas, right? And I need to add on one more name as well. Okay, so let me click my pen. Let me add in this guy's name. Let me add in. Boom. Bam. Oh, oh, Steelers. They're the worst team to play in this preseason. They blitz. They blitz. Fuck out of here with that shit. So, um, I wrote down some players that Dallas is going to bring in and that they're going to play in the preseason because they didn't play in the preseason last year. They're going to evaluate some of their guys on the football field that, um, that they haven't, you know, gotten a good chance at. Essentially, their offense is going to be devoid of talent. I got a burp. Excuse me. Offense is going to be devoid of talent because uh, CeeDee Lamb won't play. Tyron Smith won't play. Tyler Beadass won't play. Zach, maybe he will. Maybe he won't. Probably he won't. Tyler Beadass, we'll see. Zach Martin won't play. Leo won't play. We already know Dak isn't going to play. Zeke isn't going to play. Amari isn't going to play. Gallup isn't going to play. Maybe Blake Jarwin plays. Maybe Dalton Schultz plays, depending on who's the two. But most of their main guys are not going to play, right? I expect maybe Tony Pollard maybe to play. Maybe, probably not. Rico Dowdo, he's probably going to play. He's like their third back. I think he could potentially be really, really awesome for the, uh, the Dallas Cowboys as a third back. Maybe not as a second, but as a third. So, Dallas... They got some guys. I looked it up and I was just like, they, there is some legitimate dudes that people are are, are just not talking about that they're going to get a shot. First and foremost, big two names on my list. These are probably going to be, I would assume one or both of them are going to be the starting quarterbacks and they're just going to see who's going to win and play well. Nashawn Wright, Kelvin Joseph. Their second round draft pick out of the University of Kentucky, Kelvin Joseph, a.k.a. goes by his rap name, Boss Man Fat. Anton, excuse me, Nashawn Wright, their third-round draft pick, who I thought was a stupendous reach. And it turns out he may actually be like a third-round draft pick, depending on how he plays. We'll see. So they got those two guys coming in, competing for that second-round spot. Not second-round spot, that, but that second cornerback spot. I think Kelvin is a little bit lower on the depth chart. We'll be able to get to see what's going on with Kelvin Joseph real soon on Thursday. I am very excited to see Kelvin Joseph play. And then we also get to see Nashawn Wright. Again, they're probably going to be the outside corners. Somebody else is going to be the inside corner as well. Reggie Robinson, the cornerback, I think, out of Tulsa, he's coming in. He's going to play as well. I thought he was a really, really awesome pickup for them. I thought he was actually a pretty good transfer to safety, to be honest with you. He's probably not going to transfer to safety. In fact, I know he's not going to transfer to safety. He's going to be a, um, a, a cornerback. He's going to be, you know, we'll see what happens later on in the game, depending on how long or how little they want to play Nashawn or Kelvin Joseph, or if they want to play either one of them. I would play both of them. If you don't know who you're, you're back, I, like, I don't think they know who's, who's behind Anthony Brown, but figure it out. I think it's going to be Kelvin. We'll kind of see what happens. Wouldn't be surprised if it was Nashawn, right? Because he's had a great offseason program. Can't wait to see both of them play. Osa Digizuwa, third-round pick at Chauncey Golson, would probably be playing as well. But guess what? He's hurt. Osa Digizuwa, third-round draft pick out of UCLA. He's playing. One of the better defensive tackles in this year's draft in a admittedly weak draft class with defensive talent from that position with defensive tackle. Easily, easily, easily a stupendous 
stupendous job by the Cowboys picking him up, Osa Digizua. And then you got Quentin Bohana, the one technique out of the University of Kentucky. Again, he's probably going to play. He's a big, very large run stuffer. Can't wait to see. What's going on? I'm watching this TV show. Not this TV show. Isn't that the guy from freaking Pitch Perfect? He's like 30, he's like 40 years old or something like that. 30, 40 years old? I don't know. It's this TV show, it's this movie called Connor or whatever. I don't know what's going on. Is it a musical or whatever? I don't know what this is. I'm so confused. It looks like a very emotional movie. I don't know what it is. Sorry, Quinn Bohana, Jabril Cox, University out of LSU, formerly of South Dakota State. Really, really awesome player. Thought he was a second-round draft pick easily. He falls to the fourth. Really has not been making a whole lot of noise in camp. This is going to be his big opportunity as well because he is really far down on the depth chart as well. Simi Fihoko really hasn't made a whole lot of noise as well. Haven't seen a single catch from him. He's going to be there. I thought he was better than um than I thought he was. I thought he was good enough to get some reps. He's not getting any reps. It's it's Malik Turner. You'll also see Malik Turner out there as well. Israel Mukwamu, who's probably going to be the starting safety. We'll see. Again, we talked about Rico Dowdle. Surprise guy, third potential. I thought he was a third rounder last year. Fifth round draft pick for the Cowboys has really just fallen to the wayside. Bradley and I, this is this may be his coming out party. Whoever is their right tackle or left tackle, look out because Bradley and I may may be coming. I don't think Micah Parsons will play, and if he does, it will be ver- for a very very short period of time. Very very short period of time. And then the the surprise guy that I wrote I wrote his name down. I wrote his name down. I said this guy, you know, potentially could be a very, very interesting football player for the Cowboys. Increases their ability to play at safety. I thought he was you know, I thought he was a, a pretty good safety at Ohio State and his rookie season for the Colts. I'm talking about Malik Hooker, he could potentially be starting as well. I don't know if he is. I don't know if he's gonna be playing. But if he is playing, freaking look out. Watch out. Because Malik Hooker, I mean, you don't want to hurt him in preseason because he's been hurt for like the last four years. So maybe they won't play him this game, but I I would be very excited if they did. Very excited. Then on the opposite end of that same coin, Right? Who do the Steelers got? 24. Who should we be looking out for for the Steelers? Well, they're not going to play Chase Claypool. They would be ridiculous playing Chase Claypool. But they got to figure out who's coming up behind Najee Harris, right? Penny, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Benny Sewell, uh, Snell. Not Penny, Benny Snell. I saw him a couple of times. He was not very good last season. So they're probably going to work him in, figure out if he's gotten any better, see if he's any good, see if he's any good. And then they got this guy, Anthony McFarland, that I think they drafted last year as well. They want to evaluate him a little bit more. Let's see what he's got. I don't know if Pat Freermuth will play. I don't know where his standing is on the depth chart. I I would, depending on how much or how little they they um, they like Pat Freermuth. Because uh, it's a yikers. It's like, come on, like figure this crap out. You like Pat Freermuth or you like the other guy, you got to play Pat. We'll see what happens. Kendrick Green, Dan Moore, 
they're both offensive linemen. And listen, man, all five of their offensive linemen for Pittsburgh aren't coming back. They're essentially rebuilding their entire offensive line within an offseason, which is ridiculous. That's like, that's a, that's bad juju. That's a big no-no. You should never rebuild your literal entire offensive line in one offseason. Not like, oh, we're missing like a couple of parts. And by a couple, I mean like three. You, you can't essentially do, like unless you're the Chiefs and you literally, I think, get four guys. Yeah, they got like four or five guys. No, they got four guys. So they essentially rebuilt their entire offensive line and I was roasting the crap out of them for like a month or two and then the, uh, the draft happened and then they shut my mouth up real quick. Shut it up real quick. Joe Tooney, Orlando, uh, not Orlando Thompson. Orlando, is it Orlando Thompson? I'm, I'm thinking of uh, Orlando Scandrick. But Orlando Thompson, I think that's what his name is. Orlando Thompson. I can just look up his name. Why am I guessing? Why am I assuming things? Why don't I just be smart? Orlando. Is it Thompson? Tom Thomas. Thomas, right? Nope. It's not it. Let me just look up left tackle Kansas City Chiefs. I'm like way off. I 1,000% thing I am. Left tackle Casey. Let me just look it up. Instead of freaking guessing. Uh, Orlando Brown. I don't know why. I thought I was thinking of Orlando Scandrick way too much. Orlando Brown, one of the better left tackles in the NFL. Joe Tooney. Creed Humphrey. Really, really awesome football team. Off, awesome offensive line. Right? So, you got all those guys for the Chiefs, and you essentially got nobody for the uh, for the Steelers. They got to do some evaluating. They don't got anybody. They got to figure it out. Will they figure it out? I don't know. I don't know. They got to figure it out. They got two guys that should be playing late round draft picks. They should be playing on Thursday. Regardless. Let me actually make sure. Let me make sure I got, let me, let me make sure before I, before we even do anything else. I want to make sure we got the game going on. Not even the game going on. The game recorded here. Just want to make sure, right? I'm not playing any games. Just want to make sure we got the game recorded on Thursday. Make sure we got the hookup. By the way, Fox does not put on any doggone. I, I'm so so irked because they don't put on any doggone football games. Or not football games, baseball games. Like, you guys don't put on any doggone baseball games? Doggone baseball games? I'm a little bit juiced up about that. Oh my gosh, they're even going to have a pregame show at 7, and then at 8, they're going to have the Dallas Cowboys versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. I will not be watching pregame because I don't care about pregame. Or actually, I may will. I may be. We'll see. Maybe they'll have some interviews with players. Maybe. I'll have it on in the background, but I won't really care. I don't care. I don't care about freaking pregame. I guess the last thing I watch pregame. Anyways. One of the uh, one of the better defensive linemen. I was actually kind of surprised that they got him, Quincy Roche. Isn't he like in legal problems, like legal issues? Let me just take a quick little peek. Didn't they waive him as well, Quincy Roche, or something like that? Right? What happened to him? Uh, no, he's still playing. Okay, good, because he was like one of my better pass rushers this year, and he fell to like the sixth round draft, and I was just like, what? 
But Quincy Roche, he should be another interesting figure for the Pittsburgh Steelers, as well as buh, 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 um, Zach Gentry, the tight end, as well, and Alex Highsmith. Those are some of the players that are going to be – so those are some of the draft picks that I saw that I'm just like, okay, let's kind of look and see you know, who's going to show up, who's not going to show up. Yeah, if if Dallas comes out with some of their high, like let's say let's say Neville Gallimore plays, let's say uh, Osa Digizua plays, which he probably will. Let's say Kelvin Nishan Wright plays. I don't care about the result. I think it will be an interesting evaluation, and that's kind of the goal here. I think for you know preseason, not necessarily oh who's going to win, who's going to lose. I think it's about evaluation. By the way, I did not realize this about the Aussies. I'm watching the United States women's basketball team against the um, the Australian basketball team. The Australian girls, they're wearing bike shorts, which I, I didn't know. I didn't know you could do. I didn't know. I was just like, oh, wait, like, wait, that's allowed? Like, you can wear bike shorts in basketball? I like it. <laughs> I, I, like, I like it a lot. I'm not going to lie. I like it a lot. Like, I like, you know. I didn't know that they could do that. I didn't even know that that's something. Oh, by the way. Oh, sweet Jesus. This would have been disastrous. I completely forgot that Liz Cambage or Liz Cambage or however you say her last name. I love her. Absolute freaking tall monster. One of the best WNBA players on the planet. She's not playing because I think she had an issue with the Aussies national team. Oh, my God. I would be sweating in my shorts right now if she was playing because oh my god is that just that would have been freaking monstrous that would have been big because australia a little bit of context australia beat the uh the women's national team in like a um what is it in like a exhibition game on july 16th worst day of my life <laughs> i just i just automatically said that i didn't i was, I was just like I was just like, well, there's been worse days. I'm being a little bit dramatic. But, yeah, it was, it was a pretty bad day for me. I was super excited about – I'm always excited about the women's national teams. I'm always excited. I'm always excited about, you know, the Olympics and, you know, l way to piss in my cup full of lemonade. You know what I'm saying? Australia. All the Australia women just took turns as they just repeatedly pissed in my lemonade cup. I was very annoyed with the Australian women because they beat my women. Beat them up. Score right now is 9-6. to six. Don't USA go! 11-6 right now. Bad pass by, Oz, by the Aussies. Turnover by the Aussies. USA's ball! Trying to catch, the, trying to catch Brittany Griner on a freaking fast break. You must be tripping, Aussies. You must be tripping, Aussies. Sick of these doggone Australians beating up on the dog. I'm sick of these... Sick of all these doggone... You know, a, a, a teams that that would absolutely get murdered by the United States on an annual on a freaking you know four year freaking basis, and now they're coming out. Now they're coming out with a lot of fight. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. Brianna Stewart, corner three. No, not Brianna Stewart. Is it Brianna Stewart? Stewart number. Is it? I think it is. I like. I know way too many professional athletes' names. I think it's Brianna Stewart. Brianna Stewart, yes. Corner three was absolutely good. United States is absolutely freaking getting Australia in a rear naked choke. In a rear naked choke. 
to Rousey puts in a big three. Call a timeout, Aussies. You need a damn timeout. They need a damn timeout. You better call a damn timeout. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. You need a damn timeout. They needed a timeout. You take that timeout. Saw a girl adjusting her bike shorts, and oh my god, I love the bike shorts. She got a wedgie, I could tell. Oh god. Sorry, I just got a little bit juiced up. Yeah, that girl had a wedgie. I was like, because that's a, like, the bike shorts, what she's doing with her bike shorts. I'm like, that's exactly what I do when I'm wearing spandex as well. It's just like it, it kind of rides up, and you get a little bit of a wedgie. And then you got to pull it down, got to freaking, you know, get it out because your ass is eating your shorts. Got to pull out your shorts from your ass, stretch them down a little bit. I'm like, that's exactly, hey, that's the, that's the downside of wearing bike shorts. <clears throat> but they look so damn good. <laughs> they look so damn good. Oh, my God. Anyways, what was I talking about? <laughs> I was just, I, I, I get so juiced up about Olympics. And about, you know, Team USA. I get so juiced up. I told you. I, 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 listen, worst day of my, this could be one of my best nights. One of my best nights. I keep rhyming to see the girl. I don't know why. Fix her freaking, what, what's that thing called? Where if you're a guy, you just adjust. That's essentially what that girl is doing. She's adjusting as if she's a guy. She's freaking, unfreaking wedging herself and pulling down her shorts. <clears throat> Jesus Christ. Anyways. Again, I have no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> I, 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 I was... Oh, yeah. I was talking about preseason and football and stuff like that. Um, what was I talking about? Players. I, I know I was talking about players in the, in, in the NFL that were doing their thing and stuff like that. Uh, here's the thing, right? Thursday's preseason game. I completely forgot what I was talking about, so I'll kind of take it to a different direction. Thursday's preseason game is going to be an interesting evaluation of certain players. It will not be the whole kit and caboodle. We won't know everything about every single football player. But for some of the guys that, you know, people want to see, like Micah Parsons, I don't think will play because he's the first rounder. They don't want to hurt him. They want a better evaluation. I don't know if he'll play. We'll, we'll kind of see but certain players are going to play. Certain players they're going to look at and they're going to um, to evaluate, you know. And I think Dallas, on terms of draft picks and players that they have to evaluate, I think they have a far longer list of better players to evaluate than the Steelers. And I think that that'll kind of translate to how good they will play because, um, yeah, I, I'll always say this, man. It becomes pretty easy and pretty apparent when a starter plays up against a second teamer or a third teamer, right? See CeeDee Lamb whenever he is against every other cornerback besides Trevon Diggs. See that, right? And you'll watch and you'll like be like, oh, wow, like he's, it's not even close. Like Anthony Brown, number 40, whoever the hell that is, I see him work 40. I've seen him work 40 all dog one day. It's not even close. By the way, for whoever said, well, well, the, you know, the, the second team, you know, they're just not very good. They're, they're not going to – I haven't seen the Cowboys. I haven't seen anything from the, uh, from the second team because nobody gives a fuck about the second team. Everybody gives a fuck about 
the freaking first team. <clears throat> Even the coaches. Just saw Brianna Stewart just freaking absolutely reject one of these girls on the dog one floor. Shout out to Brianna Stewart, one of the best WNBA players on the freaking planet. I was surprised. I, I was surprised that the women are like lost because I was like, they they got Brianna Stewart. Like Brianna Stewart's a really really awesome basketball player. Like I don't I don't know why we're struggling right now. I love Brianna Stewart. I mean, and they got the uh, you know the two goats, Sue Bird and and uh, Diana Taurasi. White Mamba. Shout out. I'm telling you, man, I had to take a freaking drink of water. It, by the way, it's gonna, it, it looks like uh, the United States are going to have a night tonight, 21-6. to six, Bottom of the first quarter, 3 minutes, 31 seconds to le uh, left. One of those Aussies go, you get that ball out of bounds. You get it out of bounds. Him, I like you, but get that ball out of bounds. 6-21. Turnover by the Aussies again. They're, they have nine turnovers in the first quarter. This is going to be a bloodbath. Sue Bird with the ball. Working. She's working. Work it. They, oh, my God. Terrible pass by the United States. They tried to find Brittany Griner. What the hell was that? Tried to swing it on the inside. Brianna, not Brianna. Brittany Griner wasn't ready to get the ball. Goodness gracious. Ten was the girl with the wedgie. I think she turned it over. I don't know. I, I get... Listen, I'm, I'm I'm too damn distracted by those goddamn bike doors. Anyways. Um, <clears throat> anyways. Um, draft picks and things of that nature. Right? So, not even draft picks. Evaluation. We kind of talked about it. Players that we're going to look at and evaluate. Again, we talked about Diana Taurasi just took a deep three. Almost hit it. Rebound by the United States. Taurasi uh, with the ball. Turns it over. Trying to find Brianna Stewart on the wing. Oh my gosh, the Aussies had great numbers. And Sue Bird lined it all on the ground for KBUSA. Aussies miss a big three after freaking Sue Bird freaking just laid out on the ground trying to freaking play defense. Tarazi with the ball. Tarazi working inside to Brittany Griner. Puts the ball on the ground. Brittany Griner should have gotten fouled. No good. Hey, ref, open up your damn eyes. Still 6-21. to 21. Ref, open up your damn eyes. I'm not going to take it, even from the referees for the Olympics. And somehow, someway, O'Shea from the Aussies, they hit a big dog on three. Hey, ref, can, hey, hey, some, hey, ref. Somebody needs to freaking get their act together. Brittany Grinder got fouled on the opposite end of the floor. I'm very disappointed in you, ref. You turn your back on me. You turn your back on me. You turn it out, Ray. Sick of it. I'm sick of it. Number four for the Aussies. Freaking took a shot. I think I'm in love with number 10. <laughs> no, I'm not. But uh, yes, I am. No, I'm not. <clears throat> Anyways. Anyways. Uh, uh, God, it, it is very... Listen, it's very hard, man. It's very hard to cast basketball. First and foremost, I love athletic girls. Second of all, I love girls that play basketball. I. Third of all... They're Australian, so they have that British, that weird non-British but British accent as well. And they're on a floating continent. I mean, technically all continents are floating, but it's essentially an island. Oh, my God. Anyways. <clears throat> as I was saying, I, I, I apologize for getting distracted so doggone much, but I love basketball. Anyways. Um, 
yeah, we talked about essentially all the players that we're going to look at and we're going to evaluate. Listen, again, I'm not one to to go. I, I'm not one to be like, oh, Dallas, they're going to win in the preseason because I don't care about preseason. Um, I think they're going to win this game. I think they're going to win this game. Uh, it's, it, it depends on who they play. I'm not really worried if they lose. Now, like, I'm not even worried if they look unprepared because, again, preseason game, third team, second team, they suck. So, I mean, what does unprepared look like? Does it look like third teamers and second teamers going up against third and second teamers? Like, I don't, I don't know what that means. <clears throat> but I'm excited for Thursday, even if it is preseason basketball or preseason football. I am very, very excited to see, you know, Kelvin Joseph play or Nashawn Wright. It's probably going to be one or both. It's going to be one or both. And I can't wait. Maybe Malik Hooker, probably Jabril Cox, Osa, Bradley. Awesome football game. Somebody's going to dominate. It's going to be one of the Cowboys. I think one of the Cowboys is going to dominate. There's way too many, like, the Cowboys are rolling out second and third round draft picks on Thursday. I think... The Steelers are going to roll out fourth-rounders, undrafted free agents, and borderline guys. Some of the guys that the Cowboys are going to play are, like, going to be key rotational players, if not starters on their football team. It's just that simple. And I'm just like, they're they're going to be too good to freaking fail, essentially. I can't wait. I can't wait. And I cannot wait for freaking Friday when I get to freaking play, uh, I assume, I assume, I assume, all dog on day. Cannot wait to play that. Hmm. Score right now is 26 to 10. America's up by 16. Cannot wait for the second quarter. Anything else I got for you? <clears throat> oh, my God. The Aussies just hit another big three as well. America's got to do something. Oh, Diana Tarazi almost hit a big three. I was like holding my breath. It was like at the end of the quarter, it was almost a buzzer beater. Freaking Sue Bird been absolutely fantastic god i love sue bird i hope she never retires from basketball i hope she never ever ever retires from playing the sport <clears throat> i hope she's like 70 years old and she's still freaking crossing over people when she's freaking 70 i hope she still plays the sport anyways so a couple of nights ago i'm just gonna hit it I'm just gonna go i'm shifting in to turbo go you don't know that song it's the power ranger song shit <coughs> excuse me shit in two turbo go go i gotta play it now i gotta play it gotta play it gotta play it go 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 power ranger turbo go 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 power ranger turbo ba, ba, da, 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 da. so much can't watch it anymore sorry for the voice crack can't watch it anymore except for dino thunder dino thunder is like the only one that i can watch it's like the best season ever so sad though god i love dino thunder do that does netflix still have power rangers or did cbs get it because um nickelodeon is a part of cbs 
<clears throat> and they have Paramount Plus, and Paramount Plus is obviously a, like, like just, li like, Paramount Plus, Paramount is a, like, sub-company of CBS, I wonder, like, literally Netflix had, like, all of the Power Rangers series, and I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna watch all of them at the, I'm gonna watch all of them, I'm gonna relive my childhood, and then I watched, like, one game, or not one game, but I watched, like, one freaking, like, oh no, they have all of them, they have, they have the new ones, which all of them suck. And then, oh no, wait, 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 no, no, they got rid of all of them and they only have the new Power Rangers, probably because nobody watched the old Power Rangers because, let's be honest, only people like me who are super obsessed about it, but they like literally, oh my God, they got rid of Sam, they got rid of SPD, they got rid of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. They got rid of Ninja Storm. Oh my god, they got rid of Ninja Storm. Do they have Dino Thunder? I'm on Netflix's site. They like Where's Dino Thunder? It's on Paramount Plus, right? They have it on Paramount Plus, right? I'm assuming they do. My internet is also kind of slow. <clears throat> oh my god. God, it's just like it's it, it's literally everywhere and nowhere at the exact same time. Like you literally can't find it anywhere. God, that sucks. The TV show was made in 2004. It's 17 years old. Yikes. God, I love. I love. I love Dino Thunder. Oh my god. Jesus Christ. What? What? They freaking, oh my god! They stole the Turbo Rangers' powers! They freaking, the new Nickelodeon Power Rangers, I hate them so much. I hate them so goddamn much. They literally just stole the freaking Turbo Rangers' superpowers. I hate them. I hate them so much. This is way more important than whatever I was talking about. They literally stole the Turbo Chargers, the Turbo Rangers superpowers. I hate them. I hate them so much. I hate them so much. God, I hate them so much. God. This happened like seven years ago when they, when, when freaking CBS or Nickelodeon got the Power Rangers. I hate them so much. Hold on. I'm trying to find the <coughs> the part where they freaking sing shift in a turbo. When do they sing it? Hold on. This is not the song. Where is shift in the turbo go go Power Rangers turbo? I'm just going to hold on. This is not the song that I had at all. This is not it at all. And now my internet is slow. Why is my Why is my internet so slow? Everything is everything that literally could go wrong. It's like I'm freaking Stephen A. Smith. Everything that can go wrong literally just went, went wrong. My internet got shot. Freaking I learned that people stole the freaking turbo theme. 
Here it is. Here it is in all of its late 1990s glory. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present to you the shift in the turbo Power Rangers theme. Continue forward with the podcast without playing that song. I would have lost my mind. I would have gone. Speaking of losing my mind, uh, women's team, what are you guys doing? You letting you letting the Aussies in the back door? Okay, good. They just scored again. It's twenty-eight to seventeen, but I mean, it was like ten. It was like ten to twenty-six, and now it's like seventeen to twenty-eight. It's just like, what's just going on? <clears throat> Can we turn up shift in the turbo? If you if you if you are a millennial, okay, if you were born in the 90s, you better like Power Rangers. We're gonna have a problem if you don't like the Power Rangers. You were born in the 90s. Maybe if you were born in the 80s. Listen, I watched the Power Rangers up until I was like 10 years old. People made fun of me, right? Now the Power Rangers are like the best thing ever. They have their own comic book series. It's actually kind of good. I want it, but it's way too expensive to freaking figure out what happened. I don't know why it's so damn expensive. Put everything in a compilation book. I found one, and it's just freaking five hundred dollars. Proposit, it's so expensive. It was like five hundred dollars. I'm not buying a bunch of comic books. I love the Power Rangers. I want to figure out what happens with the Shattered Grid storyline. But I mean, it's like five hundred dollars for like the full collection. I'm like, are you fucking tripping? Are you smoking methamphetamines? I love the Power Rangers. I don't love the Power Rangers that much to freaking spend five hundred dollars on comic books. And I'm a gigantic nerd, and I will spend. I have spent hundreds of dollars on comic books, probably thousands, to be honest with you, throughout my entire life. I will not spend $500 on one set of comic books. Right now, I don't have a lot of money. Unpause my music. I have no idea what we're supposed to be talking about. Anyways, unpause. Oh, gosh. Back to football. Back to reality. Getting off a shift into turbo. Right? Now that you see it, now that you see it, you feel it? You feel it? You feel it? You feel it? I feel it. Now that we're getting back, right? Let's talk. Let's talk player positions, right? Let's talk wide receivers. Let's talk linebackers. And I really wanted to do this on Monday not doing this on Monday. We're going to do this on Tuesday, technically Wednesday night. Late, I mean, it's 1 o'clock right now. I've been going. I've been going and going and going. Watching the women, 34, 21. Hey, women, like, love, love ya. You know, I saw some of the sprinters today. I just got to say this. You never really realize how gorgeous some of the Olympians are until they freaking, like, I mean, they're, first and foremost, they're all in great shape because they're athletes. 
And then on top of that, like, they're they're hot, they're sweaty, you know, their faces are puffy, they're, you know, their faces are irritated because of how much sweat's pouring down. And then it's just like, you freaking, you just watch the games. And it's just like some of these girls that are competing in the Olympics, especially the freaking track stars, the sprinters, should be like supermodels. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, some of these girls are tall. They're athletic. They got the abs going, you know. And then I remember I saw one, like, Swedish girl or Polish girl who has this, like, dance, this cute little dance. It was because I was watching Olympic highlights. She has this, like, cute little dance as she's warming up for the Olympics before her sprints. <clears throat> this is cute little dance that she does, you know, before she freaking sprints, hard sprints. And I'm just like, this girl should be a supermodel. And she's out there freaking running 400s or 100 meter dashes like it's nobody's business. It's just like, I'm telling you, man, some of these girls are, I mean, it, you know, it's not just that they're in shape. It's that they're like, they're super hot. I, I mean, it's very distracting. Especially when they're running around in bike shorts. Anyways, <clears throat> wide receivers. So, I kind of went back a couple of years, all the way back to DK Metcalf. And I always say this. I always say this. That doggone DK Metcalf and A.J. Brown started it. They started this, I don't even want to say trend, but this like underappreciation for how freaking hard it is to play this position at this level. At the NFL level. Because everybody essentially <clears throat> will want to say, okay, well, like, I've, I've heard it a bajillion times, right? Everybody said, well, the second year, and, and they've essentially equated this to, like, I forgot which wide receiver. But they were like, well, the second year is is the uh, the breakout year for an NFL uh, football player. And that's when the NFL football player will always have a breakout season. And just, like, not for the NFL wideout right? Not for the wide receiver. That usually doesn't happen. Like some of the better wide receivers haven't really had a breakout year. And really it was DK and AJ, but it was also like Amar, not Amari, excuse me, uh, Michael Gallup as well. Because he had a, actually kind of a, 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 a pro no, Michael, he, he struggled as well. Like the second half of his, uh, of his rookie year was was like good, but his first half was really bad. Like he he wasn't a starter, but obviously his second year was his breakout year. It was kind of like the first game he had freaking popped off and he torched guys and he was amazing. Like <clears throat> it's it's again it's rare to see a guy have a breakout year in his second year, right? But everybody's expecting it because of guys like AJ Brown and DK Metcalf who had had a breakout first year and then. AJ last year he had he was a pro bowler and he had like torn something in his knee and he shouldn't have even been playing he became a pro bowler and he was like one of the best wide receivers last year right so now there's all of these expectations on all of these wideouts and I've made the analogy I've said it multiple times I'm just like dude listen there's not enough corners to guard these guys like you're gonna have teams like Dallas and like Tampa that it's just like when you go down their roster depth chart at wideout you're like what? Like, even the Titans. The Titans are, like, another example of, like, wait, they, they got Julio and they had AJ. What? That doesn't make any sense, right? Tampa has <clears throat> Antonio Brown, 
Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Rob Gronkowski, Cameron Brait, O.J. Howard. They got like seven guys. And then they got Miller, the speedster. They got Van Jefferson. And then they got Jalen Darden as well. Yikes. They got like 10 guys that can all play, that can all come in and rotate. Not just wide receivers, but tight ends as well, obviously. And then you got, <clears throat> who else is like a, a really, really awesome wide receiving corp? Besides Dallas, obviously. The Vikings, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, like two pro bowlers, potentially all pro players at their positions. And um, they're on the same freaking team and they're kind of still in their prime, especially with, um, with JJ, Justin Jefferson. And then sh like shocking and sneakily enough, maybe the Bengals as well with like, <clears throat> with like um, uh, Jamar Chase and also you have uh, T. Higgins, who shocked and surprised me as well. Like, we can go down the laundry list of teams that have really, really awesome wide receiving cores. The uh, the 49ers as well, with Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. Uh, Russell, w w Russell Wilson and uh, the Seattle Seahawks with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, right? And then who else? Arizona. Arizona has freaking uh, Rondell Moore and DeAndre Hopkins and A.J. Green, Right? Like the Rams, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, you know. Green Bay, they have like a, a semi, we'll, we'll see what happens with Randall, but it's Randall and Devontae Adams, you know. We talked about the Vikings. Detroit, they have nobody. They're like one of the rare teams in the NFL that literally has nobody. Even like Washington, who you wouldn't expect to be like, a, like to have weapons. They have Logan Thomas and they have Terry McLaurin. And they now got one of my guys that I thought should have been a first-round draft pick in De'Ami Brown. Like, a stupidly, stupidly, like, rare time in the NFL where it's like all of these football teams have at least one guy. And it's almost like it, – it's weird because it's like you like, – like it used to be, right, with quarterbacks as well, where quarterbacks, it's kind of hard to find a quarterback. And now it's just like at least 20 teams have some pretty awesome QBs. <clears throat> And it's very weird. Right? So, there's too many wide receivers to go around for the lack of cornerback play in the NFL. So, with that being said, right, let's kind of look at some of the uh, the wide receivers that are coming into the league because, yikes, and that are in the league as well. And I'm definitely missing some wideouts. I kind of just made this list. Um, it, like, it's not going to encounter – it's not going to, like, have – obvious veterans in it but it's going to have like oh these are essentially players that got drafted within the last three years guarantee you i'm missing some guarantee you i'm missing some like i didn't put lavisca chenault as like a guy who's like one of the top tier wideouts in the league just because i want to see more of him but i mean he had a really really solid year as well and he was super productive as well like he's probably going to be in the next year to two years a really really awesome productive guy as well and it's just like there's another one right lavisca chenault Michael Pittman Jr. I didn't put in as well. He kind of struggled in his rookie year. Again, like there are certain guys that I was super high on that struggled last year that you're going to see significant improvement on in the next couple of years. Not necessarily these breakout seasons that people are talking about. But yeah, like Michael Pittman Jr. will be significantly better next season. It, it kind of depends on if Carson Wentz is throwing him the football or Nick Foles or all these other guys or whatever. But yikes, there's certain teams that have awesome wide receiving cores. Not just like on paper, they have really, really awesome wide receiving cores, but in practice as well. Like, oh my God, 
Like, I can't believe the Colts have Paris Hilton. Paris Campbell, excuse me. T.Y. Hilton. I said Paris Hilton? Jesus Christ. Way too many women are on my mind right now. Paris Campbell, T.Y. Hilton, <clears throat> Michael Pittman Jr. It's just like, that's kind of stupid. If I told you, like, Rashad Bateman, Stylin, Tylin, Stylin, Tylin Wallace are on the exact same football team with Hollywood as well, you're like, that's kind of ridiculous. Right? So, Browns, Odell, Jarvis, Donovan Peoples-Jones, right? Or somebody else that they drafted? I don't know. So, we got the two big boys, right? I kind of made a made a list, and I'm checking it twice like I'm Santa Claus. DK Metcalf, AJ Brown. That's, that's kind of obvious. CJ, not CJ, CD Lamb, Justin Jefferson. Now, quick pause. I think these are going to be the two best guys in the draft. I think Jerry Judy is going to be a lot better this season with catching because it's probably all that he's heard of and all that he needs to work on. He can separate. He just needs to work on his hands. But CD and JJ, I think, are just different. I just think they're in this different era, not even different era, different level where it's going to be it's going to be similar. Like like the, um, the 2020 draft is going to be similar to, like, I think the 2000. 13 or 12 draft where like Mike Evans and like Odell Beckham Jr. were all drafted in <clears throat> the exact same draft or whatever. I think Devontae Adams, like, let me, let me just like, dude, like it was ridiculous how many awesome wideouts were drafted in the exact same draft. Like what, what was the year? Mike, <coughs> excuse me, Evans. It was ridiculous how many top tier. Like, Allen Robinson was in that draft as well. That's how, like, stupid that draft was. <clears throat> oh, my God. And then it's, like, on top of that, it, like, Khalil Mack was in it as well. Let me sit down because I've been standing up for, like, almost two hours. Hold on. I kind of just want to sit down and watch. Also, by the way, the United States men's team, shout out to them, the be the baseball team. They're going in. They're playing on CNBC. Cannot wait. I, I may stay up a little bit later on to see them them slang the, the, uh, the old the old freaking thing around, the baseball around. What is – Katie is wearing a goddamn ski mask. Kevin Durant is wearing a goddamn ski mask um, as he is watching the United States women play. Cool thing is, uh, you know, about Team USA – Freaking Team USA represents Team USA. So you got a lot of the athletes. Like when Simone Biles was competing, big sh again, I shouted her out at the beginning of the podcast. Big shout out to her. Uh, when Simone Biles was competing, a lot of people were super ecstatic and in the stands and cheering her butt on as she went for bronze. Shout out to her. But, uh, oh, my gosh, is it just a fantastic, fantastic Olympics by Team USA. Got like Dame Drop, KD, Chris Middleton, all those guys in the stands. <clears throat> yep, they're all there. And Team USA Garb and KD, I, I'm very confused with, <laughs> with what he is wearing. Anyways, can I, like, can I narrow it down? Team U, not Team USA, 2014 draft. I wish there was a button that I could just, like, look at for positions. Is it on the NFL.com? Do I have to, like... Do I have to, like, look it up on their site and then I can get the positions? Because I would – like, I just want – I just want the players, the, the positions, so that way I can emphasize, like, how absolutely stupid 
it was <clears throat> for um for the uh, the 2014 draft. Okay, so draft picks. I'm gonna go. Can I like look up the freaking position as well? Like literally, you would think that teams would like that they would, that they would literally like put on like, hey, we're gonna have X prospects. Can I like literally just look at positions? Yes. Okay. Cool. I can literally look up wide receiver position on the on the NFL Network. I'm like, thank God. I'm like, okay. <clears throat> so same draft, right? Odo Beckham Jr. And this is the exact same draft as like Mike Evans. Trust me. Oh my God, this draft is fucking loaded. Oh, oh Jesus Christ! There's four pages. There's four pages. I'm guessing it's not enough. I'm, I'm guessing these are all guys that didn't that didn't really do a whole lot. Oh, Willie Sneed was in this draft as well. Goodness gracious! There's like so many like familiar faces in the 2014 draft. So let me rattle off some names for you, right? Sammy Watkins, Calvin Joseph, essentially like Sammy Watkins. Not necessarily a bust, but not necessarily living up to, like, the third or the fourth player selected. Same thing goes with Calvin Benjamin. He was terrible. And he still is. He's transitioning from, like, wide receiver to tight end. Mike Evans, Odo Beckham Jr., Devontae Adams, Brandon Cooks, um, Jordan Matthews, Allen Robinson, Jarvis Landry. Is that it? I think that's it. And that's all I need to say. Because essentially, how many Hall of Famers is that? Odell, Mike, Devontae. And then it's just like maybe Jarvis. So that's like, what, four Hall of Famers in the exact same draft, dude? Yikes. And the NFL Network listed it out by like um, <clears throat> by like the ranking that they gave, which seems pretty legit. Just saw john brown as well again pretty good wide out but again right i think the 2020 draft is very similar to the 2014 draft pick drafts excuse me in the sense of there was a there was a lot of top tier wide outs in that draft in the 2020 draft again cd cd lamb justin jefferson i talk about how they're just different two top tier echelon guys um, I think CD will have more, more significantly more production and touchdowns. Excuse me. And I also think Justin will kind of come back to normalcy and come come back to kind of reality. But we'll kind of see what happens. Oh my God! Hold on. I just gotta say this, right? I just gotta say this. So one of the absolute hottest Power Rangers villains, and I yes, I gotta say this, was in. I forgot what season. Oh, my God. And usually the Power Rangers villains are ugly and grotesque because that's essentially what they're supposed to be. But, oh, my God. The freaking evil mechanical cyborg girl all with the visor in Power Rangers RPM was freaking, oh, my God. was just And that was essentially supposed to be, like, the end of the show, right? Was, like, the hottest girl. Was, like, the hottest villain ever. When was this when was this one made? 2009? Yeah, I was too old for it. I'm like, yeah, I was too old for it. But I like remember RPM because I'd seen it like a couple of years after it had aired. 
And I was just like, oh, this is kind of... Because it's, it's essentially like this post-apocalyptic, like, um, freaking <clears throat> version of uh, Power Rangers where it's like, you know, where it's just like essentially the bad guys have won and there's only like one safe house for them. But oh, oh my God, is she so hot? Oh my God. Yes, please. Yes, more of Tanya or Tanya 7. Yes. Yes. Yes! I don't know why I'm so excited right now, but oh my god. Shout out to the actress that played her. She is... Oh my god. Good god. Best, best, hottest villain ever. Best. Best by far. Not even close. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. I don't even know her name. But shout out to the, uh, to Tenya, Tenyana, Tenya, I don't know how to say her name. Super hot. Speaking of super hot, the women's national team is on fire 48 to 27. Yikes. Against the Aussies that had beat the crap out of them originally. Yikes. Not anymore. They said no more. Uh, no moss. No fuss. Shout out to, uh, oh my God. I just, Jesus Christ. Tenya seven. And you know what? You know what freaking I loved about Tenya seven? She always, she was like, um, she always freaking like had these freaking quips. These nice little quips for the Power Rangers and RPM. She was always just like, like, like you're like, oh my god, it was so, it was, it was so awesome. Oh my god, she was so awesome as a villain. Oh my god, she'd always talk so much shit. I just love that she talked shit to the Power Rangers because nobody did. Everybody had to be like weird or zany or whatever. But she was just like, oh my gosh, this is she. She, she was kind of self-aware. She was just like, oh, you guys are kind of ridiculous running around in these freaking jumpsuits. God, I love Tanya Seven. Shout out. Shout out to the actress. Shout out to the villain. Shout out to freaking her visor and spandex. Whatever she's wearing, I don't know. Not spandex. She wasn't wearing a, span a spandex, but she was wearing like a full bodysuit. Yes, please. Yes, please. Oh my God. Sorry. Sorry. Um, what was I talking about? <laughs> oh my God. It happened again. It happened. Oh my God. <coughs> Jesus Christ. Um... Oh, yeah, we were talking about wide receivers and the top-tier wide receivers and how awesome they were and all this other stuff. Um, so, yeah, what, right, we were talking about CeeDee Lamb and Justin Jefferson and how, and how they are and were at the top of their game, right? Not at the top of the game, but how they are essentially the top-tier um, at their positions, right? Top-tier guys at their positions. They're some of the best players at their positions. They're going to, um, uh, for their draft year, of course, they're going to be stars. If not, they are already stars. They're going to be, I, I think they're going to be the guys that lead the league with this position, in my opinion. I think everybody's going to be like, okay, how do we get just, Je how do we get to become Justin Jefferson and CD Lamb? My opinion. Again, I think Jerry Judy isn't very far behind, but I just don't see him right now. He has some problems with catching. He has no separation issues. Like, the one thing that I always saw about Jerry Judy was his ability to separate in college with his route running, and that has trans... I was just, like, elite. When I saw him play in college, I was just, like, elite wide receiver. Unless something weird happens with him, he'll still be an elite wide receiver in the NFL because of his route running. <clears throat> and I was right. He just has problems, I'm guessing, with concentration and catching the pass. Catching passes because it's, it is... <clears throat> it's very weird to see him drop passes that he would normally routinely make and uh in in college drop them in the pros it's very weird 
on top of like getting so much separation in in Denver. It's weird, man. <clears throat> it is incredibly weird. What is it? Let me look up. Ba -ba 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 -ba. Um, what is it? <coughs> God. Jesus Christ. I feel like so much phlegm and coughing because I've been screaming. This is the longest I've gone in a couple months. Um, sorry. Was I looking up? I like lost. I keep losing my freaking. Oh, my train of thoughts. My train of thought here. Um, was I trying to look for uh, freaking? Oh yeah, Jerry Judy highlights. Jerry Judy. Because I want to just check out. I don't think the NFL Network, ironically enough, put up any highlights from him because of uh, everybody has these negative memories of Jerry. But Jerry, when he was playing, generated so much separation. It was like the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Where it was, it was so weird because he had like half of the position down, right? He had like separation down. He had, you know, um, going in and out of his breaks at the top of his route. Like, like all of the, the very basic stuff that it takes cer certain guys like years to learn at the professional level and when and where to break off. Like he played at, as an NFL wide receiver literally like in his first year in the league. It was stupid how high how elite he was as a wide receiver. I was shocked and surprised at how awesome he was. I mean, he's freaking like, they just showed him running this comeback against the Titans. I'm watching him. Where is he? Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's just it, like, he just runs the, the slant. Like it's nobody's business. Like he makes it look like it's an outbreaking route and he cuts back hard on the inside. And when he cuts back on the inside, because the, uh, the DB is leaning to the outside, it, like he just has no freaking shot. Just has no shot. Like it's one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm just like, yeah, he was he was worth the pick, but because he had so many drops and because everybody focused on the drops, it's just like, oh my god, this guy is is and was fantastic. And then on top of that, you look at freaking what's his face, Drew Locke, and how absolutely horrendous he was, and you're just like, oh, that's why Jerry Judy wasn't as good as I thought he was. And then I just freaking just saw him get brutalized by a Pittsburgh Steeler defender. And I mean, he just like Jerry Judy is grossly underrated. He just got a freaking like any wide receiver. And again, any wide receiver that can get the separation that he was getting last season deserves like a second look to be like, okay, like, like why was he doing certain things the way that he was doing? Like what, what was going on? you know, with Jerry and, and, uh, and Drew and what was going on with his pass catching abilities. Because I just saw him catch his first touchdown uh, against the, the Jets, and it's a back shoulder fade. It was underthrown. And he had eh, – he, eh, the DB was still in face. I don't know if he had cleanly beaten him. You know, it's ridiculous. Just freaking took it away from the DB as well. It's it, like he, he's a ridiculous football player, dude. I don't know what to say. Anyways. Yeah, Jerry Judy – Rare guy, rare talent, still believe in him, still think he's going to be an awesome wideout, still think he's on that pathway to begin with. And I think I think dudes that are doubting this guy, that's that he's going to be like the next great Bronco is freaking ridiculous. He, he will and he can be. <clears throat> so, shout out to Jerry Judy. Oh, my God. Yo, yikes. 
I'm watching him absolutely slice and dice up the freaking Chargers right now. It's ridiculous. Again, I don't know the situation with the Broncos game by game, but it, like he, he he's fantastic. Like he may, like I'm watching his highlights right now, and they're going through like his full season highlights or whatever, and he's making like a couple of plays a game. Like he's making a couple of plays a game, like a couple of big plays where you're like, wow, that's that's pretty good. And again, he he was on a really really crappy and shitty offense, and his quarterback I don't like whatsoever. And I mean, oh my gosh, like. It, it, it's it's ridiculous how awesome Jerry Judy is. I could go on and on. Anyways, we, we've, we've talked about Jerry. Henry Ruggs, I don't necessarily know if he's going to be, you know, this top athlete, this top wide receiver, not because he doesn't have the potential to do it, but more specifically because of how uh, terrible the Raiders are at utilizing him. It seems like they are actually going to utilize him as the, I mean, he was the best wide receiver on the team last year. Statistics won't say it, his tape will. He was the best wide receiver on the team last year. And I could not believe the ways that they had utilized him as a wide receiver last year. I was like, that is dumb. He was like the fourth wide receiver on the depth chart at times. It was ridiculous how underutilized he was as a wide out. And luckily, it seems like they are finally going to utilize him as a starting wide receiver now. Hey, there you go. He gets an upgrade. But, um, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with... Um, with Henry and the uh, the Raiders, I I think the Raiders are idiots for not utilizing him properly, but we'll see what happens. Anyways, <clears throat> Chase Claypool as well. I think he has like 10 touchdowns or something like that on a season, and it's like the first time that a rookie's done that. He's it like I, I didn't get it. I didn't get last year why he fell in the draft to the second round. I was just like, this guy is a literal tight end in, the, in a body of a wide receiver, and he ran like a 4-3 or a 4-4, and I was just like, draft him. He's like 234 pounds, and he's six foot four. That's ridiculous. Pick him up. They didn't pick him up. He said, I'll shut you up. Shout out to, uh, to Chase Claypool making everybody look ridiculous. Um, Terry McLaurin, Jamar Chase. Terry's kind of weird because Terry's a Washington football team player and everybody thinks that Washington doesn't have good pass catchers, which they 1000% do. They're just underutilized because of the defense and because they have a, um, and because they have Antonio Gibson and that's how they want to play. Disagree. But yeah, Terry McLaurin has kind of showcased off his ability to play at a very, very high level in the NFL. And then on top of that, you also got uh, what's his face? You also got um, Deami Brown as well. Then you got Jamar Chase, who I wasn't low on. I just was not as high on him as I was Devontae Smith. And Devontae, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously high on Devontae Smith. I don't even need to. I, I, I thought he was the best wide receiver in the draft this year, and he went third overall at his position. But Devontae, not Devontae, Jamar, Jamar is essentially CeeDee Lamb. Like, statistically wise in college, he's essentially C.D. Lamb. And that's, <laughs> like, that's it. That's all, like, that's the mic drop. That's that's the sell I got you. He's essentially C.D. Lamb in college. So is De'Ami Brown, but nobody cares, apparently. Uh, Jalen Waddle, speedster out of Alabama. We'll see what happens with him. And Elijah Moore. Weird name to put, right? Because you probably didn't know who he was, but when I saw Ole Miss play, Ole Miss, Ole Mississippi State, I think. When I saw Ole Miss play, dude, against Alabama, he gave them headaches because they used him, Ole Miss did, in so many different and creative ways 
it made freaking Alabama freaking just be in a fit all doggone day. And when freaking when they freaking played up against Alabama, Patrick Sertan was essentially guarding the strong side or the right side of the football field. He wasn't guarding the strong side. He was just guarding the right side. And they just said, oh, we're just going to move him to the left, and that's where he'll stay. And he absolutely cooked up Alabama. He was utilizing the backfield and the slot out wide in bunched formations, you know, in, 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 you know, in, in a three-by-one or a three-by-two. Usually it was three-by-one you know, concept on the left side of the football field. He was a ridiculously active wide receiver that they moved all over the freaking place. And he was, I mean, he was, he was slicing up Alabama. And then you see some of the clips of him um, with the Jets, and you just see that raw speed where he's able to get behind defenses and just gash them. And then you see Zach Wilson throwing across his body towards Elijah Moore, and you're like, that is kind of stupid. <clears throat> telling you, man, Elijah Moore, sneakily, sneakily good wideout. I think I was going to also put in maybe Kadarius Tony, but I like Elijah Moore better than I like Kadarius Tony. And then also you have De'Ami Brown as well. De'Ami's kind of self-explanatory because, again, I thought he was a first-round draft pick. I thought he was one of the best wideouts. Apparently, other people did not think as much. So... Kind of the final thing that I got for you, and then we'll take off for today, and then we'll come back on Thursday. We will not have a podcast Wednesday. I kind of poorly opened up the show with we will not have a podcast Wednesday. Um, we will not have a podcast Wednesday. We will not have a podcast Wednesday. Okay, now that I repeated it like four times. Um, I also kind of wanted to talk about some of the linebackers as well. Essentially what I was going to get at was Micah Parsons is a very, very rare football player the way that the Cowboys are utilizing him. Now, I haven't seen them do this outside of training camp and footage that I've seen there. But, oh, freak's sake, dude. The Astros are playing the Dodgers tonight. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. sake I think that oh my god Astros won tonight as well Jesus Christ that is uh that's not very good <laughs> oh yeah by the way hold on wait 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 did Sky Brown win no 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 oh man that sucks Sky oh no Sky won right yeah Sky won um shout out to Sky Brown she's like 13 years old she's like one of the youngest Olympians ever and she She's a freaking awesome skater. And she claimed the brown, uh, the bronze for Team USA. Shout out to freaking her. I remember, I, I got to talk about Sky Brown for like two seconds. Dude, I was worried Sky Brown wouldn't be able to compete because, um, oh, okay, they were doing vert ramp stuff, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Vert ramp stuff is essentially the uh, what Tony Hawk did. It's like the pool skateboarding where you like skateboard in and out of pools, except... What Sky Brown does is freaking do it at like on these gigantic freaking um, these gigantic freaking ramps. And Sky Brown had taken this really, really bad fall. And I was like, really, I was like, maybe she shouldn't compete because of like, because it was, it was a nasty fall. But that's kind of, you know, that's, that that's the, um, 
That's the freaking um, that's the freaking you know negative of that sport of vert ramps and vert skateboarding is that you can really really damage yourself. You can really really get hurt, you know, by doing that. But you know, Sky Brown, shout out, freaking big shout out to to Sky Brown and all the vert ramp skateboarders that freaking literally put their lives on the line, you know, just to just to compete, you know. Oh my God. Big shout out, big, big, big shout out to Sky freaking Brown, who earned bronze. Big shout out, taking on the the freaking tradition of vert ramping again. She's not even a part of Team USA, by the way. She's not like <laughs> she's not even a part. She's I, like I just like skateboarding. Big shout out to her. Jesus Christ, dude, that was awesome. So worried for like two seconds. I was really, really worried. I was just like, oh my God. Big, big, big shout out to Sky Brown. <clears throat> Anyways. Um, yeah, oh yeah. Looks like uh, Twitter is super popping about the uh, the Dodgers losing to, uh, to the freaking Astros tonight. I... I am so irked right now that the Texans got away with it. The Texans, the fucking Texans got away with it. So annoyed. So goddamn annoyed. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. I'm so freaking irked right now. Oh, my fucking God. God, those fucking obnoxious Astros. God, I hate I hate the Astros so much. Anyways. And I'm from Texas, and I have family in Houston. I hate the Astros so goddamn much. Anyways, um, back to what I was talking about with linebackers, right, with Micah Parsons. So I was essentially, like, looking at some of the uh, the linebackers that are essentially going to do what Micah Parsons does do. And it's like, it's, it's not, like, there's no linebackers that I could find that essentially are going to play in coverage. And I've and maybe, maybe Micah Parsons' role won't be as you know, as large as it is in training camp. Maybe they're just testing some things out, seeing what they can do, seeing what they can do, seeing what they can build upon. But he has played the mic position. He has, you know, blitzed from that position. He has rushed from, you know, uh, from the line of scrimmage. He's been an on-ball, off-ball linebacker. He's played inside, outside. Like, he's essentially done... It's weird to say this because I say, like, all the time, like, what does Jalen Smith do very well? And then I essentially say, besides tackling, essentially nothing. Like, Micah Parsons throughout this training camp has essentially is like the reverse of that. He's essentially done everything that Jalen Smith cannot do. He has rushed the passer. He has blitzed from the mic position. He has helped stop the run. He has diagnosed plays correctly. He has dropped back in coverage. He's done everything that, I, that I've wanted a linebacker to do. And it's, it's a very, very rare thing to see, even if it is in training camp, to see a linebacker literally do all of that stuff. And I was shocked when I saw, like, how consistent it was. Because even, like, even, for example, like a guy, who's a perfect guy, like, uh, like Tremaine Edwins, Edmonds, who, like, is a guy that can blitz from the mic, but he doesn't necessarily stand up and rush from, like, like as a edge rusher. Like, I don't think I've ever seen him do that, right? Like, Darius Leonard is, like, a kind of a true Mike linebacker. He'll blitz, but he'll never be on the line of scrimmage. He's not big enough. 
like Jerome Break Baker, Fred Warner, they're kind of like Mike's as well. Devin White is kind of the only guy that you constantly see like rushing, but Devin White is blitzing. He's not, you know, in a two point stance on the line of scrimmage. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I have a bunch of other linebackers like Isaiah Simmons, Kenneth Murray, uh, Patrick Queen, Josh Uche, et cetera, et cetera, like linebackers that have been taken again in the last couple of years. And I'm just like, when I was going in and I was scouting them or evaluating them, pitifully, I might add, and looking at them play, I was just like, they don't have, maybe not have, but they don't do the same things that Micah Parsons does. And I kind of hope we kind of see a little bit of Micah because I kind of want to see what he's going to do in in the preseason so that way I kind of know what he's going to do in the regular season. But, I mean, goodness gracious, Micah. Very interesting storyline coming out of the Cowboys, his very diverse roles for the Cowboys and what he could potentially do for the Cowboys going forward from here. Anyways, I'm tired. I have screened my head off. I got to let my voice recover for like the next two days and then we'll freaking hit it hard. Hit it hard. Hit it hard. Hit hard. Cowboys versus Steelers preseason game. We're going to cast it all. We're going to look at it all. We're going to hopefully see the Cowboys win. So that way I can make fun of the uh, the people that said that they weren't going to win and said that they were disorganized or whatever. Also, um, shout out to Billie Eilish. I listened to her uh, her new album today. Got it on vinyl. Shout out. Liked it. Wasn't in love with it, but liked it. Liked it enough to literally li- – the ending is fantastic. I'll say this. Those, like, last four to five songs on it are, like, the best thing ever. Fantastic song. Fantastic. There's – there's um, have there's there's a couple of songs like everybody's heard of Your Power, right? What? I don't have the full track list, like literally on me. Happy now. What is it? Happier now, right? I'll just you know what? I'll just freaking. Billie Eilish. I'm like I'll just type in Billie Eilish. What's the song? It may be happier than now. It may be, but like. She, it's weird how many different genres, if you listen to the album, it's weird how many different genres are in Happier Than Now. Not not the song, but the album. Not the title track, but the album. It's awesome. Super awesome. But anyways, Billie Eilish freaking kills, kills kills the game again jesus christ what was the song it was like one of the second to last songs on the album i cannot remember what it was oh i think it was male fantasy right what was it i don't have it but it's like like i love the way that she structured her album you can go i'm i'm essentially riffing about her album I love how she had structured her album and like essentially the best part of it, not one of the best, one of the best parts of it, not one of the best. I mean, literally one of the best parts of the album is the end, which is weird. And it's also weird. Like again, the genres that she, that she puts in her music where like, I mean, like even listening to like, don't smile at me like listening to that album is so weird considering like how different the albums 
or not the album, but the uh, the song and the sounds are in that album as well. I gotta look up the happier now track list because I'm just gonna be here all night, happier than ever. I can't even get the album the album name right. <clears throat> Jesus Christ, dude! What is it? Is it is it male fantasy? It's like one is like literally a guitar solo, not a guitar solo, but like one is like literally like literally just like freaking or is it therefore I am? I don't know. I didn't listen. I listened to the I I literally listened to the song or not the song, but the album and yeah, I think it is therefore I am or is it again? I didn't look at the freaking no, it's not. Is it? No, it's not. But even like Therefore I Am is like a different song as well. But I think it's Haley's Comet. No, it's not it. It was, yeah, it was track eight. I'm, at, I'm on her YouTube channel trying to figure out which one, not on her. I'm trying to like figure out which song is which. Where is it? Therefore I Am is the end. Is it NDA? Where it's just like this rock and roll song. Hold on. I think it is. Yeah. Nope. No, it's not. It's like this cyberpunk-themed song. It's awesome. Again, didn't expect it whatsoever. And I was just like, when I was listening to the end, I was just like, holy shit. Is that an awesome, awesome? Not, oh, my God. My, my brain is melting right now. Is that an awesome song? Is it Lost Cause? I'm just guessing now because I don't know. No, it's not. It's not. It's like one of the final tracks on the album. Where is it? Is it happier? It's not happier than ever, right? I listened to it already. Is it? It's not your power. I'm so confused. I've confused myself. Is it NDA? Maybe? I'm I'm so confused. I've confused myself. Hold on. No, I fucking had it. It was happier. I'm so goddamn dumb. I didn't skip to the end. It is happier than ever. That has this absolute ballad of a song where freaking it's it's like a, a literal a band performing with Billy Eilish. Fucking Shout out to B&E, Billie Eilish. I don't know if anyone else calls her B&E. I call her B&E. Shout out to fucking B&E, Billie Eilish. Awesome. I'm so sorry that I freaking just got all of her songs mixed up and I literally like freaking tried to find Happier Than Ever and I just couldn't. Shout out to freaking Billie Eilish. Shout out to B&E. Shout out to Happier Than Ever. Oh my God, is it an awesome, awesome, awesome album. Goodness gracious, I am ridiculously tired. I gotta go. I'm beasting out. I'll see you not tomorrow, but on Thursday for Dallas versus Steelers. I'm literally starting, like, this is usually the time that I take my sleep supplements, and I am super tired. By the way, it looks like the women are going to go to the uh, the medal rounds. 
It is 64 to 39. No more of that losing to the Australians. So I don't need to stay up all night watching the game as much as I do love supporting Team USA. I do like being on an appropriate sleep schedule as well. So I'll see you not Wednesday, but Thursday for more. For more, um, not you. I was about to say USA basketball, but for more podcasts and more football and stuff like that. I'll see you later. I'm peacing out.